Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Gulf of Tonkin is one of the most famous or infamous examples of what is called a false flag attack. And that's the subject of this week's classic episode. Imagine if you were running a government and for some reason you wanted a problem. You wanted something to rally your people and maybe to get them to stop asking all those pesky questions about when the election will actually happen or why we're going to war. What if you created an enemy? And once again, as with uh, many of these classic episodes, this is a concept that has truly proliferated in particularly in kind of fringe groups politically who are trying to demonize a particular group or a particular issue. Um, We certainly have some radical um, political candidates that have used this to great effect to argue against, say, gun control or and the like. So we sort of set the stage for that. And it's something that we've certainly seen uh, rear its ugly head ever since. Yeah. And uh, does anybody remember September 11th? Uh, I mean, just all of the all of the media that's been generated, the research that's gone into attempting to prove that that attack, that series of attacks was a false flag. If this is something that uh, many people, including us, are are fascinated by. And hey, we're going to jump in. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know.
Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. And I'm Ben. We're here with our super producer, Noel Castro-Brown. Oh, man. is that That's an upgrade. That's I mean, like full dictator right there. Well, you know, he was already heading in that direction. I think we can all see the trajectory writ large. Isn't oh, that right, Noel? That smirk. <laughs> Evil personified. So, ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about, um, I don't know, let's start with a story. How about that? All right, that sounds or, great. Or just a hypothetical situation. So, I like those. Okay, so let's say uh, super producer Noel Brown is a world leader, right? Okay. And she's a world leader in, I don't know, pick kind of government. Let's say, let's say it's democratic. Okay, he's a world leader in a democracy, but things are not going too well in this democracy uh the economy's tanking the population is impoverished unhappy crime is high they're threatening riots political opponents are increasingly averse to spending especially in foreign interventions and since you're a western leader if you're noel brown in this situation you can't just make people do what you want no you you have to seek guidance from your people, right? You can't just go out there and put an iron fist down. They, right. They are in charge of you. Right. You are uh, you are the person with 300-something million bosses. Exactly. You know, theoretically, these people vote, and that is how decisions are made. They, if, At least if it's in the U.S., the Republic of the U.S., so this is not the best comparison, uh, then they have the right to kick them out if uh kick out their elected officials and get some new ones uh so you have to get these people on your side that's tough but what if circumstances change matt what if noel brown is the president when an attack occurs oh but all this bad stuff is happening already it's still there but then an attack occur i guess it depends on who attacked you Right, yeah. What if a common threat brings a divided nation together, supporting you, Noel Castro Brown, uh, you know, in, in, at the risk of being a very cold person, this is Machiavellian and, and, and effective. You know, it's, it's a gift if this occurs. Sure. Uh, it's a terrible thing to happen in the short term, but in the long term for your goals, mm -hmm. if you're that leader, <clears throat> Noel Brown, then, yeah, blessing in disguise. Right. And you can sit around and wait for something like this to happen, although that would not be very wise. No, why not just do it yourself? Hang on there, Matt. Are we talking about false flag attacks? We're talking about false flag attacks. That is the nature of a false flag attack. And uh, we've got a quotation here that we'd like to open up the show with. Why, of course the people don't want war. But after all, it's the leaders of the country who determine the policy, and it's always a simple matter to drag the people along, whether it's a democracy or a fascist dictatorship or a parliament or a communist dictatorship. Voice or no voice. The people can always be brought to the bidding of the leaders. That is easy. All you have to do is tell them that they are being attacked and denounce the pacifists for lack of patriotism and exposing the country to danger. It works the same in any country. Who said that? That was Hermann Goring. 
Hermann Göring, a leader in the National Socialist Party, known by most people today as the Nazis. This is not a, an unusual stance. It's just uh, it's just put very plainly in yeah. that quotation. But a false flag, ultimately, is just a co- covert operation designed to look as though somebody else carried it out. And the term uh, goes back a long time. The actual phrase at least the story goes, mm-hmm. is that this goes all the way back to the days of sailing and, and uh, seaborne empires. And well, what, yeah. yeah. If, if, you're on the, if you're sailing the high seas and you're flying a flag, let's say you're in territory that's not yours or the okay. country you're in. Sure. You fly a flag of that country, like let's say you're a pirate. Okay. Instead of throwing up the old black flag, just throw up, uh, I don't know, let's say a British Empire flag. And right. nobody's going to mess with you unless they get close enough to really, like, inspect your stuff. Yes, or uh, they will let you get much closer yes. than they should. Uh, so this this concept can still be seen today because uh, ships often are required to fly a flag, mm-hmm. even, even in this time, in this day and age. But uh, it was much easier uh, during that time to, you know, raise the Spanish flag conduct a raid, leave, change your flag to, you know, the Dutch flag or something. Yeah, you could be almost anonymous, just have a, a whole stack of different flags down there. And the word for uh, studying the study of flags is vexillology. Now, that's a fun word. And it's a weird one, isn't it? They're real-life vexillologists, which is, uh, which is how I learned about the various different pirate flags. It's nice. not all skull and crossbones. It's it's very strange. Yeah. There, there's some elaborate ones. And there are also a lot of poorly drawn skulls. <laughs> I guess the guys were in a hurry. But uh but you know we're getting sidetracked. The thing is that, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, they're at home in your car, running, whatever you're doing, be aware that this is a real thing. This is not some it's not some fluke that happened once. This is not something that one guy did in, you know, ancient Rome. Uh, in fact, we have multiple examples of false flag attacks. Yeah. It, just, just to reiterate what you said, Ben, it's not something that just the fringes are allowed to talk about, right? And, and to understand. This is something a lot of times you'll hear on the fringes of news or uh, media organizations, but. It's something that I think we can and probably should talk about more. Sure, yeah. Uh, we, we are going to present some historic proven false flag attacks, and then we're going to look at some of the alleged false flag attacks, mm-hmm. which that is more of the, uh, the murky water for a lot of people. So the first one we'd like to talk about is something we, we discussed in the video that we put out on Wednesday of this week mm-hmm. called the Mukden Incident. And this is when... Uh, Japanese troops uh, created an explosion on a train track in 1931, and they blamed it on China. And the whole idea of this was to justify an invasion of Manchuria. And um, it's also known, by the way, as the Manchurian Incident. That makes sense, not to be confused with the candidate. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, And after a while, this went to a trial in the Tokyo International Military Tribunal, uh, and essentially a lot, several of the people, the perpetrators who carried out this attack, admitted to what they had done, mm-hmm. and it became public record at that point. Uh, we also know that 
this uh, kind of practice existed on both sides of World War II, Axis and Allies alike. Uh, during uh, the Nuremberg trials, uh, a former SS major who was uh, under orders from the chief of the Gestapo, he said that he and some others faked attacks on uh, Germans and mm-hmm. on resource centers so that they could blame it on Poland and justify an invasion. And then also during the Nuremberg trials, it was found out that this guy, Franz Halder, who was a general, uh, he stated that he uh, they, they set fire to the the German parliament building and then also blame that on somebody else, this time on the communists. Mm -hmm. And speaking of the communists, did you know that uh, Soviet leader Joseph Stalin ordered his secret police to execute over 20,000 Polish army officers and civilians in 1940 and then blame it on the Nazis? Jeez. And remember, this isn't just one side or the other. The British government... Uh, has admitted that between 1946 and 48, um, it actually bombed ships that were attempting to take uh, Jewish people, families, and people to who were trying to escape the Holocaust or what was occurring at the time. Right, civilians, refugees. Yeah, trying to take them to Palestine. And so, again, the British government admitted that they bombed five ships carrying people to safety. And they even set up a group called Defenders of Arab Palestine, which was a pseudo group. It didn't actually exist. Once they set that up, they had that group claim responsibility for these attacks. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. 
I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And uh, let's go to Uncle Sam. The CIA openly admits it hired Iranians in the 50s to pretend to be communist and stage bombings in Iran in an attempt to turn the country against its democratically elected prime minister. And of course, we know that did not work. We also know that in 1957, Dwight D. Eisenhower was working with the British government to, uh, or at least they approved a plan, Dwight D. Eisenhower approved a plan to carry out an attack in Syria, then blame it on the Syrian government as a way to, you know, like they do, try and make regime change, which, you know, that's 1957. That's, uh, I don't know, man. We've been learning a lot about the U.S. government's interactions with regime change in the Middle East lately. Right, yeah. Not just the U.S. The U.S. is the one that is most commonly associated with that. I guess because they've admitted to it a couple times and got caught a couple times. Maybe that's why. Right, but the United States did not... The United States was not the original regime-changing power in the Middle East. Uh, Okay, so we already talked about uh, Operation Gladio, which uh, we did a video about. And in Operation Gladio, NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, had secret armies that would stay behind and bomb stuff. Yeah, bomb stuff for various reasons, but usually to hold back some kind of invasion from communists or uprising. And we've seen a lot of uh, other declassified plans or proposals to carry out some kind of false flag attack, Operation Northwoods being the biggest, the mm-hmm. most famous. The, the plan to attack Miami and then blame it on Cuba. Uh-huh. To justify a war with Cuba, right. And uh, this, this is not the, the first nor the last time these sorts of things will be suggested. In 1961, the Joint Chiefs of Staff uh, started talking about blowing up um, a diplomatic building, an embassy, or oh, consulate, excuse me, in the Dominican Republic to justify an invasion. Uh, but these plans, fortunately, uh, were not carried out. And we, you know, we see that that's not the only plan that was proposed. Yeah, and the idea of blaming the attack on Cuba was kind of pervasive around that time uh, because we really wanted to get in there and take back over. So in 63, there was another plan to uh, stage attacks on places like Trinidad and Tobago or Jamaica, and then again, blame it on Cuba. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, this wasn't just really uh, restricted to the U.S. and Cuba. Uh, there's the famous Gulf of Tonkin incident. Mm-hmm. And you can go to um, government-run websites who will 
provide a a fairly thorough narrative of what happens, but this reason, um, this this event in the Gulf of Tonkin was the reason that the United States became uh, involved fully in the Vietnam War. But the problem is, it didn't happen. It didn't really happen. Not the way that it was stated at the time. At As in something that happened. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't. <laughs> Right. I mean, but honestly, like there were the ideas that they were being um, the ideas that U.S. a U.S. ship was being fired upon. Right. Mm-hmm. By North Vietnamese boats. But again, that didn't happen. No, it didn't. And uh, there's a question about whether this was just something misread in the fog of war or whether the National Security Agency purposefully misled the American public. Yeesh. Uh, here's one that I find really interesting, especially with some of the videos we've done on COINTELPRO in general and on uh, the assassination of Martin Luther King and a couple other things in the ni- through the 1950s and 1970s. A U.S. congressional committee admitted that as part of this COINTEL program that we've talked about, they actually used provocateurs during that time, 1950s to 1970s to carry out violent attacks. Uh, could be anything really small to something maybe a little larger, and then blame those attacks on political activists to undermine those movements. Right, yes. And this, we, you know, we see this also occurring in South Africa during apartheid when a group called the Civil Cooperation Bureau, which is part of the Defense Force at the time, uh, asked a couple of experts to help them discredit the African National Congress by uh, bombing a cop car and uh, trying to frame the ANC for it. And we see that um, we see that this happens much more frequently than you might suspect, right? Yeah. But one big thing here that we also need to point out is that often when these occur, uh, they're created by factions within a government, not the yes. entire government. It's quite possible, for instance, that the um, president or prime minister of a country might not know what's going on, and they may believe it's a illegitimate attack, too. Absolutely, because you, you'll have someone who's in a high place, maybe in the military, that just says, look, we need to get this done. This is hypothetical on my part, but if you if you believe strongly, like we said before, enough in anything, you will do sometimes actions that are unconscionable to most of us. Right. Yeah. And <clears throat> this brings us to something that's that's a pretty sticky subject for a lot of people, which is um, the U.S. going to Iraq after the attacks on nine eleven. Right. Uh, this. This uh, justification, the, the WMD or the um, the relationship, alleged relationship, mm-hmm. right, uh, between um, the Saddam regime, right, Saddam Hussein's regime and uh, terrorists didn't really pan out. It was something that um, either the U.S. was wrong about or factions in the U.S. were purposefully misleading people. And the question here is often a question of Intent. That's what makes a, a false flag operation different in comparison to just a typical operation. Because m- people can make enormous mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but people can also do enormously immoral things if they feel like they're working for a higher purpose. 
So we've we've got many many more a uh, list of possible a list of proven false flags, right? And the question again being, you know, were these on purpose? Were these accidents? Were these mistakes? Uh, but let's talk about the alleged examples. Okay, well, the first one that everyone would yell at us if we didn't say it mm. is just the September 11th attacks on the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and uh, where did the plane fall down in Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we've heard this a lot. Uh, we get some flack sometimes for not covering this subject as much as some people would like to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very sensitive subject, and it's tough for me to even go there, but there are some fishy things that that are still there. We'd made a whole video called 13 Unanswered Questions About 9-11. Mm-hmm. And we'd love for you to check it out if you have a chance. Uh, you know, I... Here's the thing, Matt. I am very skeptical when I hear people say, like, you can't talk about this thing because mm-hmm. of uh, an issue of emotions, right, or mm-hmm. respect. But I, I'm very suspicious when people are treated like there are certain questions a person's not allowed to ask. Sure. They might be stupid questions. They might be um, easily, easily disproved or debunked, but you can't attack somebody for asking a question that's just that's foolish that's a um it's a bullying technique of sorts agreed when you think about the future what kind of technology do you envision whatever the future holds artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all join graham class as he hosts season two of technically speaking an intel podcast from ruby studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. 
Inspired by guaranteed, straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Attention, true crime enthusiasts. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. So uh, with that, with that in mind, um, we would love to hear your thoughts on uh, whether, I don't know, tell us what you think about not just 9-11, but the following. Uh, we also have a vlog that came out this week about the Oklahoma City bombing, which um, you wanted to cover uh, because this is also the 20 year anniversary of that event. Yeah, that was that's one of those events that I remember as a kid not very well, but I remember it be happening and seeing news stories and my father and mother watching a lot of that stuff. But mm-hmm. I knew nothing about it at the time about what was going on, the circumstances. Over the over the years, I've learned a little more about it, um, especially then in 2001, right around the time when I was graduating high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when McVeigh, Timothy McVeigh, was uh, lethally injected mm-hmm. and killed. And that's kind of when I started thinking about it. I wonder how much you've you thought about it around that time or since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this was, if you, if you can put yourself back there, ladies and gentlemen, if you were alive when this occurred, then uh, you'll know that this was until... Uh, 9-11, this was a tremendous, one of the biggest acts of domestic terrorism mm-hmm. uh, in U.S. history, or at least on U.S. soil. And uh, we also know that later, as in, you know, like, what, 10 years later, 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, evidence emerged that um, federal agents were aggressively trying to you know, break up possible terrorist attacks and in several cases cross the line from stopping a terrorist attack to maybe manufacturing a terrorist. Yeah, to essentially entrap somebody, basically <clears throat> yeah. saying, hey, you have these views that are pretty extreme. Well, what if you had a bomb? What if I could get you a bomb, uh, you know, as an undercover agent? Let's right. Say. Teach you how to make it, mm-hmm. put it in your hands drive you to the place. Uh, and so the question that people have about Oklahoma City is it often revolves around something like that. Was this a case where someone manufactured a McVeigh, you know, right? Uh, and there are interesting theories here. There isn't any conclusive proof at this point. Mm-hmm. There, there are things that... Um, there are definitely some strange things that are... have. And let's say questions that have yet to be answered. We made a video about it. Uh, one of them that I found really interesting was the one of the first responders to the bombing. Uh, I cannot remember his name. Terrence Yeeke. Yeeke. Terrence Yeeke, yeah. He, he was one of the first responders along with another officer, and he saved, I think, four people, mm-hmm. then ended up falling and injuring himself. 
Um, then, uh, I forget how many years later, but a, a while down the road, he ended up killing himself. And when they found his body, he had tried to cut his wrists, allegedly, mm-hmm. and then had ultimately shot himself, but at an angle that didn't seem to make sense uh, for one to kill themselves. Um People allege that he had information about the attack that he wasn't telling and that perhaps he was threatening to tell. Right. It's all allegations, and, though. And people on the other side of the argument that believe that he just committed suicide say that he was having uh, very difficult marital problems. Mm-hmm. and uh, Which he was. And again, this is, you know, as, as you said, a lot of this is allegation and speculation, but this this exploration that we're talking about uh Oklahoma City you can you can watch our videos you can hear much more about it um with a little digging because there are more facts that come to light mm-hmm. the one person you will not hear from is Terry Nichols uh nope. because Terry Nichols is apparently not allowed to communicate with uh anyone he is currently serving a life sentence, I think. I don't know if he got the death penalty, but he's serving a life sentence. And his idea was that, or his story, side of the story is that he was helping McVeigh make a bomb and take it to a truck, but he didn't know what was going to happen. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, and he, he wants to give testimony, but he's unable to do so currently. Right. And, and there's not really a question about whether McVeigh did it. He did it. Mm-hmm. He, it's conclusive that he did it. The, questions people are asking or the the questions that you were asking were um the extent if any of other parties involvement uh, we we also know that in Iraq there was well we talked about that mm-hmm. a little bit the idea of weapons of mass destruction which is not not really a false flag so much as it is either a mistake or misdirection sure but we do know that these things exist. We know that uh, this is a way to learn more about what's called the deep state, which is the um, unelected, the unelected officials like think high level military, mm-hmm. think high level agency people uh, who don't have to you know, run for uh, a district to get voted back in every four years or so. Instead, they have a much longer potential um, ability to plan, right? Yeah, powerful offices and a, uh, let's say, longer, uh, further vision for what they can achieve while they're in their office. Right, right, which is not, which is not necessarily a bad thing because let's, let's remember that there are unelected officials at the uh, Army Corps of Engineers, you know, and yeah. they are able to leverage this, this ability to plan for things that are 10 or 20 years down the road. It's just that this, this power that an unelected position can transfer is, uh, is dangerous and it goes both ways. That's an excellent point, Ben. Hey, thank you, Matt. Uh, uh, we would like to hear from you what you think. Uh, do you believe that there are uh, some false flag attacks that we should have mentioned? And if so, what are they? Do you think that people are exaggerating actual events by claiming that there's a conspiracy afoot where none exist? You can find us on Facebook and Twitter to tell us about it. And you can also email us, but just so you know, uh, that how important listener mail is to us. Uh, why don't we read a couple today? Sounds great. This is a message that comes from Katie. 
She says, hello, gents. Just finished listening to your podcast on big data, and I'm here to tell you that there is hope. While, yes, the big data you see every day does generate the targeted advertising that is all around us, one of the biggest uh, yet least discussed uses is in healthcare. I work in predictive and analytics in the healthcare field where we use big data to help predict and prevent catastrophic health events. Most of this is driven by clinical data used during, uh, taken during every doctor's appointment. And yes, your doctor is definitely selling your data. But we're moving into the future where your buying, eating, and movement habits may help us even more accurately predict things like heart attacks and stroke. We also can predict how effective a treatment is, especially in behavioral diseases such as type 2 diabetes, based on the information your cell phone knows about you. That's crazy. Are we 100% accurate? It's hard to say when the results are an event not occurring, negative observation. But if people get to live better lives, then does it really matter? Don't get me wrong, it's creepy as beep, but I, I'd like to think that we're really helping people. That's a cool perspective. Uh, uh, that's a really cool perspective, Katie. That's not something that we had thought about before, at least that I had thought about before. I've heard of it using uh, this information to see into your health future. It, it still is creepy, like she says, but... I don't know. What do you think, Ben? I mean, if it could save somebody's life, it could save somebody's life. And uh, we, I was really glad to read this to see more of a uh, a positive look at mm-hmm. big data. And we'd like to we'd like to hear more of that too. We have another letter, and thank you for writing to us, Katie. We really did yes. enjoy that perspective. We have another letter from Adam at uh, Tunbridge Wells. Adam says, uh, first, great work you do. Have been listening to you for uh, under a year now. Always look forward to your next topic. Thanks, Adam. One thing I was expecting you to discuss, and forgive me if you did, on the Big Data podcast was the police in the U.S. who can predict where crime is likely to be due to masses of data that was put it, that was put into this system to set the thing up. The police on patrol are told which areas to go at any one time. Uh, this is a specific police department he's talking about. And I had not, I had not heard of this, but what's mm-hmm. exciting is that it is possible. You know, there is enough, there is enough data depending on the city to predict where things are most likely going to go down, you know? Yeah, and it's you, interesting. The time of day, what type of crime? Right. The neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. where, where do break-ins occur? When do they occur? Uh, so we're going to dig in a little bit deeper and look at that as well, Adam. Thanks so much for writing, Katie. Thanks so much for writing, Adam. We hope that you, as well as the rest of the listeners, enjoyed our uh, episode here on False Flags. And we would like to hear from you. If you are into this whole podcast thing, then, buddy, do we have news for you. You can visit StuffTheyDon'tWantYouToKnow.com, where you can see here uh, so much stuff that we've done. And that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, you can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is one eight three three stdwytk If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iheartradio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. 
And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now.